Hello and welcome back. This is episode four of The Living Enterprise from CIO in association with Adobe and Microsoft. For this podcast series, we've trawled the globe to assemble a panel of high-flying CIOs and digital pioneers to offer tips and advice on how CIOs can become leaders of their very own living enterprises. Dynamic and nimble organisations which put the use of data at the heart of everything they do. In this episode, we're going to be focusing on customer experience. What does world-class customer experience look like? Who owns it? And where does the CIO fit in? We'll also be asking what role automation and AI can play to enhance customer interaction. Customer experience is no longer mere window dressing. It's fundamental to the successful modern business. Research by American Express found that 86% of people were willing to pay more for better customer experience, while the Temkin Group published a paper which reported that companies that earn a billion dollars a year can expect to earn, on average, an additional 700 million within three years of investing in customer experience. People today want more than just products and services. Cynthia Stoddard is CIO and Senior VP at Adobe. They want total experiences. And that's why so many organizations, regardless of whatever industry that you're in, are reorganizing and really strategizing around the customer experience mandate and how that looks and how they can make it better and how they can build those relationships with the customers. This means really building a new muscle. It's focusing on one-to-one relationships and then having that deep personalization to build really great customer loyalty. The modern customer now demands contextual and intuitive interactions across all touchpoints. And Beatrice Capelli, Chief Digital and Information Officer for British American Tobacco, says that puts the CIO front and centre in the drive to provide world-class customer experience. The CIO role has become, I would say, pivotal, fundamental to make it happen. I think the new way for us to connect with the consumers basically now through technology. So if the CIO is not lined up with this thinking and not someone that can actually understand how to do it, you're never going to get there. The big enabler behind it, it is technology. So if you don't have all that lined up, you're not going to be successful. IT has a huge role to play in customer experience. Jay Farrow is CIO of QuickCrete. For him, it's a no-brainer that CIOs have a key role in customer experience. The way they interact with you, the way they get information about how they're interacting with you, hell, even something as simple as thanking them for their business, IT has a role in that, right? Even if it's a, an email or a, a mobile app or anything like that. So any CIO that thinks he or she isn't playing a critical role in customer experience, either you're not talking to the right people in your organization, you're not thinking broadly enough. I think about my time at the American Cancer Society, how we interacted with our millions of volunteers and tens of millions of donors. We had 77 million constituents that we did business with, 77 million. And I wanted to make sure that we could do simple things like um, acknowledge we knew who they were, so that when you logged in, you had a curated, customized experience that we knew who Steve was. We know who Tom is. We know who Jay is. And that technology empowers that. 
And those are simple things, simple concepts, but companies have made them hard. Andrew Wilson, CDO at Microsoft, has a very clear idea of what good customer experience looks like. Every technology leader is thinking about customer experience. And I do speak about being the chief experience officer, not to be theatrical, but to illustrate that in the end, the outcome of experience is one of the most critical measures of a successful digital transformation strategy. Experience starts with relevant services and relevant data and understanding of the customer. And there's a huge amount to unpacking that. Does the organization have a single view of the customer? Is its data model and all of its heritage and all of its data sources joined up in a manner that is coherent and understandable real time? Does the organization have enough data of the right form? And is that data able to be mined for insight? Can intelligence be applied to it? The customer looking for and needing a great experience and for that experience to be a competitive advantage to the enterprise is going to expect an experience that's sticky, fluid, relevant, real-time, mobile in nature and able to enable them to interact with whatever the enterprise is, whatever the industry is, in a manner which is seamless and doesn't require a lot of effort and uh, makes that capability that much more effective. And I think then you have the sweet spot for a great customer experience. Good customer experience is a mixture of several different things. Steve Allison is a techno evangelist, as well as being head of product marketing for audience and data technologies at Adobe in EMEA, helping clients create customer-centric marketing strategies. On one hand, you have obviously the, the UI, you know, the interface within which you are engaging with users has to be simple, it has to look good, it has to be able to work from the point of view of the user themselves. Behind that, though, there needs to be the smarts of the system from the organization. And that really comes into two parts. One of them is a very clear view on what it is that you are trying to achieve with that user you know what's what's the point of them having this interaction with you and that means behind the scenes you know tying together lots of different business processes and and um, business systems invisibly to the actual user so you know they just get a simple response and you're getting that information you need but it also needs to be in context of the conversations that you've been having with that user over time Okay, so it's not an individual you know, point-in-time personalization decision. A good customer experience, a good user experience combines what you've done in the past as well with that current context that you're operating within. Manish Patel, the CIO of MG Motors India, is more involved in customer experience than most CIOs. When the firm was first setting about breaking into the India car market, they didn't have a sales or marketing department. It was up to Manish to develop the customer experience strategy from scratch. While we were actually setting up the company, the questions that came across uh, to the leaders within the company was, what would make our product sell? So we said we need to have some pillars. Four core pillars uh, from an MG India perspective that we put in place were innovation, experience, customer experience, and uh, diversity, followed by community service. 
The two core pillars, however, were innovation uh, and customer experience. I had to take my CIO hat off and wear a customer's hat, obviously. And then I pictured myself as buying a vehicle. Given the fact that I've spent most of my time in India, I obviously knew where other OEMs lacked. So what is not given to a customer right now? So a hassle-free buying experience. That's what was put into place. And for Manish, hassle-free meant digital first. The car his company was launching, the MG Hector, is high-tech, describing itself as India's first connected internet car with inbuilt M2M and OTA capabilities. The customer experience is similarly innovative, being based around Experience Cloud. Let's assume that I visit the Experience Cloud of MG India, right? I look around for uh, the specific variant of the vehicle that I'm looking for, and I fill in some basic information just to ensure that I'm there as a registered user. Post that, I take a test drive. So I request for a test drive on the website itself. I get a call from the dealership. We schedule a test drive. And I could do that either on the Experience Cloud or I could easily download the MG app. So right from the time I have hit the Experience Cloud to me taking a test drive, there is no touch and feel from a dealership perspective. The only touch comes in when the vehicle actually comes to my office or my home and I'm ready to take a test drive. Post that, uh, again, from app perspective, uh, we take a feedback from the customer and that's where the analytics come into play so that we come to know the behavior of the customer. Not all CIOs are as hands-on as Manish when it comes to customer experience. But the modern CIO's skills in making sure systems and the smarts behind them are reliable, agile and efficient is crucial to the success of a living enterprise in providing top-in-class customer experience. So too is their know-how on making best use of all the data that is generated. Here's Adobe's Steve Allison again. Marketing probably has most conversation, if you like, with a customer. They're the ones responsible for advertising to them, for understanding their personas and and, and targeting messaging and that kind of stuff. So they probably have the most forward engagement. But it's the CIO that manages the technology that collects the data, governs the data, makes that data available for insights that marketing departments and, and so on subsequently use. So The ball, if you like, rests in in the CIO's court because it's all about data retention and everything else. But it's a joint effort in that that is then used by other departments actually to have that engagement and conversation with the users. Customer experience in a living enterprise should always be a shared strategy, with the customer at the heart of pretty much every business decision. And as part of that philosophy, Isaac Sokolik, president of Star CIO, says another core responsibility for the CIO is to ensure the smooth flow of properly curated and relevant data throughout the organisation. 
data-driven does not mean running manual spreadsheets across the organization, nor does it mean centralizing a BI tool and only letting IT or the chief data officers or, or a bunch of data scientists run with that data and analytics. It's really about burning analytics and data capabilities across the organization so that anybody can do a Power BI dashboard and look up in a data catalog and see what the data means and understand how they should be able to use that data so it's properly used from a security and a privacy standpoint and being able to trust that data so that they understand that it's, they're not looking at stale data or old data and it's reliable and has high quality. If we say that the ecosystem is the ship, I think uh, the data is the fuel. Beatrice Capelli from BAT again. You really need to have that uh, kind of the fluid that goes through all the components of the machine. And you need to have that lined up across all the platforms. So uh, all the aspects around data, data management, uh, ownership, governance, sanitization, security around data, everything becomes uh, absolutely uh, very critical for you to have uh, everything working. So it's like a body and, and data is the blood. And the holy grail for any organisation that wants to make best use of all that data is a unified view of the customer. A single holistic view of the person rather than a jumbled mass of bits and bytes. Cynthia Stoddard at Adobe says if you have that, then the customer experience can be truly personalised. What we've talked about in the past is really about the customer profile. Right, and getting the customer profile and understanding the customer name, the customer address, and, and different components. But this has really changed over time. What the whole view of the customer today is, it's not only the name and address, but it's broad and deep. It contains experiences, it contains you know, different components, and understand to be able to understand that complete customer journey. And is it possible to put it together? Yes, it's absolutely possible to put it together. You know, we've done it at Adobe in what we call DDOM, our data-driven operating model, which looks at the customer journey, various touch points, various aspects of data. And we use this in order to make the customer experience better. You know, are they getting stuck in a particular product? Do they need help? Uh, can we build our products better? So all of this is put together and looks at the journey from, you know, trying when the customer is trying the product all the way to when they're using the product. Possible it is to get a unified view of your consumer. Easy, it's not. Beatrice Capelli. The amount of uh, sources of data are so many. And if you think about uh, regional, global operations, all the constraints and different data regulations that we have across the different countries, all of that becomes complexities that we need to manage. So from a technology perspective, for you to be able to have your ecosystem ready to do that, uh, it's not easy, but absolutely feasible. And we've been able to, to, to get to that point, I think, in, in many aspects. I think it touches to the concept of uh, you going more towards a platform based rather than individual systems, individual monolithic systems. If you have truly a platform oriented approach, then you, you tend to have an easier path towards uh, being able to do that. 
Another key ingredient of good customer experience is trust. Cynthia Stoddard says customers want to interact with organisations that are transparent and can be trusted with their data. It's really important to build trust with your customers. So have them understand how you handle their data, you know, what you're going to do with it, and make sure that they are in agreement. Because again, that experience is the experience that the customer wants to have. So whatever that experience is, the customer should have a part in saying, hey, this is how I want you to use my data or use my interactions so that I can be serviced better. So it's up to the customer and having that trust and that relationship and that openness. Trust in data and experience is critical. Andrew Wilson again. A customer needs to know that their identity, their personality, their perspectives, how and what they're consuming, how they can rely on an enterprise to respect their privacy and yet deliver great experience and service. There's a material dynamic there. And with many of the public problems that we've seen in the security space around data and around identity, there's a nervousness as well. Yet we need that real-time pervasive connection. We need that data to drive the experiences that our customers need. So that balance and that maintaining of that balance and that constant review and connection to customer is a key dynamic, which is why I think the role is now more real time than ever before. IT leaders in a living enterprise must always be looking to enable that real-time understanding of customers across all channels and devices by embracing new technologies like artificial intelligence and machine learning. But while Isaac Sokolik accepts AI and ML have a part to play in customer interaction, smart enterprises need to be careful how far they go with it. Do you like calling up any of the institutions that you do business with? Do you want to go through their robo-dialers and get an automated response to your questions? Or do you hit zero until you get a human on the other side of it? All right Now, we're a little bit smarter when we do this online. We're happy to try things with chatbots right, and see if it can give me a quick answer to things. But every company has to think about what is the duration when they pull the plug on that approach and say, you know what, we're going to automatically magically hand this off to a rep so that they can take over. So after 60 seconds or 90 seconds of frustration, if the end user isn't getting what the help they needed, we're going to bring somebody in to help with that. You know, figuring out where we are, I think, look at your own personal journey and realize I do like talking to an intelligent person on the other side of my phone call or my chat window if it can bring a resolution to my problem faster. Here's Adobe's Steve Allison again. The human side is still really important because at the end of the day, you know, you're building relationships with people and you know, people need to be able to, to create those relationships, create the empathy and all that kind of stuff which you need in order to, to make the messaging works. However, if you're not using machine learning, if you're not using AI, then you are seriously missing a trick 
because in today's wonderful digital environment, people can switch attention really, really easily. So you need to start making your decisions about you know, recommendations or personalization decisions, you know, what content shall I show them, what offer shall I give them. You need to be making those really fast within the session that you're having with that user. And in order to do that properly, and with all of the data that I've said you know, should be available within your profile, you're going to need the power of machine learning to actually you know, come up with those insights in a timely manner so that you can make the difference as you're having that conversation, that interaction with the customer. As it develops and improves, AI and machine learning are bound to play an ever greater role in improving customer experience. But Microsoft CDO Andrew Wilson says managing these new technologies involves a whole new set of issues that CIOs need to be aware of. Data and intelligence are a function of most modern services. And so the CIO needs to think about the ethics of intelligence, how and when intelligence is applied, the extent to which that intelligence is actually developed or sourced, how do we certify it? How do we grade it? Um, I often talk about being the chief HR officer for the non-human workforce. Again, that's an illustration of, of the, how much things have changed. We have services now that are 100% automated, and it's really key to understand how to curate and maintain those. We are the managers of the machines that are in turn managing the service. So we have to look at decision-making, we have to look at ethical data sources, we have to look at training and operating and potentially retiring intelligence. And we have to think about it as a resource and a capability that can morph and change. We used to write code and the functional spec for that wouldn't change and it would sit in production for a long time and well, that was fine, wasn't it? But actually intelligence morphs and changes. You have to revisit every service on a frequent basis to make sure that the service you know, is trained, performing, and doesn't need retiring. Time for me now to retire gracefully into the background, as that's it for this episode. Next time, we're going to be exploring the cloud and examining how a hybrid cloud architecture can be the foundation of a living enterprise. In the meantime, to dig deeper into the philosophy behind The Living Enterprise and the CIO's role in it, search The Living Enterprise to check out our dedicated website for insights, advice and resources to help CIOs build one. <laughs>